I believe that this nation should commit itself. The Zero Percent What's up, guys, and welcome to the Zero Percent Podcast, the show that's a statement to everyone to become the Zero Percent, not to imitate or replicate, but to be truly oneself, know your goals, driving forces, and intent, succeed in your way alone to become the Zero Percent. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Zero Percent Podcast. I'm your host, Brad from Orion, and we have a really cool episode in store here for you today. We're going to be talking with a voiceover specialist and actor. You can find him. He's done many audio books and other things you may recognize, as well as a mentor and coach, an absolute member of the zero percent. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking to... Anthony Lovato. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Lovato, professional actor, podcast host, and coach. We are so happy to bring him to our show today, and we're going to get into why he's here and the coincidental reasoning behind that, but welcome, Anthony. Thanks, Brad, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And again, that um, coincidental being a the podcast host feature, he does host a, uh, his own podcast, and we're going to talk about that um, here in just a few, and it has a, a very um, similar name. You guys might recognize it, but uh, we'll let you listen forth for that. Um, Anthony, you're absolutely a member of the 0% because I did listen to that podcast. That's what kind of got me affiliated with where you're coming from and what you do and a little bit of where you've been. And I absolutely love that. But um, just to get it started, I kind of, your podcast, one of the themes is all about passion and purpose. And one of the main things I want to bring you here to talk about is what is your main passion and purpose and what really got the ball rolling for like your, you know, acting career and um, got you interested in all of it? Well, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for considering me a zero percenter. Uh, So, you know, for me, it was about finding knowing what your passion and purpose is. I think that's really hard, especially for a lot of guys. It's hard to know what your passion and purpose is because there's nothing that guides us towards that anymore. There used to be, you know, a rite of passage that occurred in ancient culture and society. And that helped us to formulate what it is that we're good at and that that's going to be what our purpose is in, in the tribe or in the, you know, in the council or whatever it is. Exactly. And that's kind of gone away. Um, but when you take a step back and look at the things that in- excite you or that spark your interest, I mean, remember times when you were a kid that you could do something for hours and hours and hours, and then like you had to be pulled away from it. And you didn't even realize that you weren't even eating or you know doing essential things during that time because you were so into what you were doing. Right. And like into music recording. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And to identify that, I mean, that's, that's where you start going on your path to figuring out what your passion and purpose is. Uh, for me, I, uh, I, I knew that I wanted to be an actor, uh, when I was a kid. And, and, and this is funny cause I, I remember these stories now after the fact that I decided to become a professional actor and do a lot of voiceover. But when I look back at when I was a kid, some of the things that stand out for me are, um, my mom bought me one of those uh, record player turntables, like a, like a like a suitcase kind of thing. You know, the turntable was in it. Yeah, and she she would get me these like listen and read books, and so yep. it would have like one actor voicing the entire book and reading it out loud. And at the chime, you turn the page. Right. And I, I loved those books. I I would go and like you know this is before. Yeah, VHS, YouTube, even cable at the time. Vinyl records on a suitcase player. Right. 
and uh, just give you an idea how old I am. Uh, oh no, I know. My favorite anyway. was the Brer Rabbit one. I don't know if you remember that one. There was oh, the Brer Rabbit yeah, one yeah. that came with the book, and that had really good voiceover actually. On it, now that I think back on it, it was great. Yeah, they they were all just fantastic, and I I absolutely loved them. But I didn't even think then as a kid like that was a job, that that was a job somebody had to record those books. Um, and then when I got a little bit older, uh, I remember watching the movie The Champ with Rick Schroeder and John Voight. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's a boxing movie. Right. And uh, Rick Schroeder put on like this amazing performance as this little kid. He was just a kid at the time. And like he had me crying while I was watching it. And I was sitting there thinking like I had to stop for a minute and be like, wait a minute, that that kid's that kid's an actor like that's not real for him and i'm feeling this oh my gosh like i want to do that but uh, again you know it was at a time where i you know my family they didn't they moved around a lot we moved because of my my dad's job and um you know for me to express interest in something like that would not have gone over well and I, i wouldn't have got the support that i needed so i just i didn't even know where to begin until i got to uh junior high and in junior high, they gave us like a speech class. You had to get up and deliver speeches, you know, anywhere from three to, to 10 minute speech speeches right. with different topics. And it was a required class in seventh grade. And I, I enjoyed it. I really liked getting up and, and doing that. It didn't scare me. It was, you know, it was just like, yeah. and, and that's one of the reasons they taught the class is because I guess, I've, I don't know if you've heard this, but the biggest fear most people have is speaking in public. Right. That's their number one fear. It is. I, I've heard um, that. And um, I want to ask you, did it make you, so aside from the fear, since you didn't mes- necessarily have the fear, did it make you like excited and like, anxious to want to just take that stage or how did you actually oh, feel i loved i loved being uh, in the spotlight i guess i right. was kind of been a performer i i loved performing little skits and things with my family um you, uh, at school if you know you in elementary school you, you're sitting in class and the teacher opens up the english book and it's like okay uh, each student will read a paragraph until we get to the end of this section you know and yeah. i'd be like okay and i'd be counting you know where how many people are reading and what my paragraph was going to be you know and i get all excited and if prepping your lines already <laughs> yeah and if it was the shortest paragraph in the book i'd be so upset i'd be so <laughs> disappointed i'd want like the big paragraph right and then you know when like the big paragraph got stuck on a kid who couldn't read really well i'd just be like pulling my hair out like yeah. ah, this is wasted on him <laughs> And, you know, these are the signs that I, yeah. I was able to look back on and be like, oh, that's that's what it is. For sure. Um, and and th- then that's key, actually. Let me, let me say something about the speech class, because that was one for me, too. Um, mine was in high school that it was required. Um, and, you know, shout out to Mr. Tim's, my teacher. He was very free in how he like let the class kind of do it was where he would suggest like maybe a, like a, te- a theme or a topic and then kind of send people up really just mm-hmm. throw them out and you know people be up and i would just be tapping my toe waiting just can i get up now i'm look at my buddy who we're doing the speech with i'm like dude this is going to be great like we're even you know planning plotting and as soon as our turn we're just hitting it and it's like yeah most people are just terrified to take that and here i am chomping at the bit to get in front of the class yeah. make them laugh do something stupid do something funny fun you know right. so yeah that's definitely a sign and you know i didn't take it till a little bit later in life you know in my you know early 20s when i jumped into the performance realm but um, you know, as a career and profession, but at that moment in time, you know, that was a key, you know, point that like yeah. said, you had that, that's why I asked you that, you know, did you feel more or less excited? Cause that's how I felt, you know, and I figured that was, you know, you're translating that same kind of, I guess the nerves that you have going into a, you know, an acting a role or a, a good voiceover or you getting ready for a good recording, you know, you're, you're excited. Pretty amped up. Yeah. Yeah, so in high school, I, I went to drama class and I was cast in my first play. And the first time I was on stage with the lights coming up and the audience disappearing because this spotlight's on me and I had the first line of the show that I was in, I was hooked. I was so hooked. The bug the bug had bit me yeah. at that point in time. And, um, and so I, I did theater all through high school. I got a scholarship to uh, Utah State University in theater. And, um, and then I, I stopped after one year and got an agent and, you know, went to Hollywood and I, I tried to make it work out there and it's a tough game. It's a tough oh, racket. Yeah. I mean, it, 
it's not something that everybody can do. And you have to realize that if you're going to get into something like this, you can't be a pretender. You've got to be a full on contender. You've right. got to give it everything you've got. Uh, and I, and I thought I had it. I thought I did. And I, I realized after I came back uh, with hindsight, how I could have pushed myself even harder when I was in LA. And yeah. the, the most, the, the only thing I did while I was there was I was an extra in the movie boogie nights. Um, and I, nice. I'm in like the, opening scene of the of that movie the steady cam shot uh -huh. I'm like the third third person in line waiting to get into the club but uh but i you know i left there and i came back home and i just kind of gave it up i was like i need to be responsible now i need to i was thinking about getting married at that time in my life i think it was like 27 uh -huh. and that's young for you i mean that's old for utah and utah like people get married here like at 21 and it's oh, just okay. nuts that they they could get married so soon but 27 was pretty old for here. And, um, and I became a stockbroker. I, I had my license. I worked for a big mortgage, I mean, a, a financial company and I was trading online for people. I was, uh, helping them decide what to do with their large portfolios. And here I like Nary had like $20,000 to rub together, but I'm telling somebody with millions of dollars what to do with their money. And I, I just, it didn't feel right to me. It just didn't vibe. There was yeah. something missing. And then I went to a play at a local theater here uh, because one of my friends was in it. And I thought, oh, I'll just go support him and, and be a part of this. And, and while I was in the theater, I was so frustrated. I was so mad because the actors were going off the rails and it was like they were doing the play for themselves. Um, there was no like you know, honoring the script to, for what it needed to be. And I, I was like, I walked out of the theater and I was just pissed. I was yeah. so mad. And I got to my car and I was, and I unlocked the door and I sat in it and I just sat there for a minute, just fuming. And I'm like, yeah. geez, it's ridiculous. And I got all the way home from driving and I was still mad. And I'm like, dude, what's up with this? Why, why did that make you so angry? Yep. You know? And, and that's a great question for anybody to ask themselves when they're feeling a certain emotion about something ask why what is it what what it is about this emotion that's you know making why am i feeling this way right and for me it was i need to be on stage again the passion because yeah because i knew i could act circles around those guys i i right. would have done that role way more justice than they did and uh and so i and then you have to take action that's the other yes. thing is you gotta take immediate action and so I went online and looked up auditions for plays in Utah. And I found this theater that's one of the more highly respected theaters. And they had auditions that Friday for the three Musketeers. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's I'm going to be a Musketeer. Yeah. And I mean, not any other role in the show, but one of the three Musketeers. Like, right. That was in my head. That was what was going to be. And, you know, we were, you, you talk about manifestation and, yes. you know, the things that you, you, you set up for yourself and the universe conspiring to help you when you make a decision like this. Exactly. And, you know, here it is. And so that Friday I went in and I auditioned and after a, like a, a set and I made it to callbacks, which is an honor of that theater. Right. It's like so much talent that goes in there. And then I got cast as Porthos. Wow. And I was like, I am, I am Porthos. Yes. You know? <laughs> that, that, and that's why you, you, you already said that to yourself before. And when you yeah. did that, that was it. The, you know, your mind was made up. And at that point, it's oh, just, yeah. you're, it's about acting on it and literally, literally acting on it. And you drove yourself right into that position. You were there, you're on your way. And, you know, that's the, that's the mentality of the 0%. It's you claim your spot now. What do you want to do with your life? And what do you want to do with your passion? You know, people out there listening, you have a passion. Like you said, what, what emotions are getting stirred up when something's kind of getting to you and you're wondering why? And then, um, like Anthony said, you got to ask yourself what's behind that. It's your passion and it's waiting to bust through. And all you got to do is claim your role and then act upon it. Anthony did exactly that, landing that role. That is the law of attraction and manifestation all at once. Great job on that one, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, about 12 years ago, 11 years ago. And um, and, and it, it was a community theater. It wasn't, you know, like a professional, uh, like, union theater. Right. Um, but I just, I just kept doing shows there for probably about five or six years. I was doing a show, at least one show a year, sometimes two, sometimes three where I could fit it into my schedule. Yeah. 
And, um, and the company I was working for, they were looking for the voice of the company, you know, somebody to do all their training videos and promos and all that. And I was like, Oh, I got this. This is my job. Right. And, uh, and I auditioned for that and I got their part and, um, and, and, and then this was the thing that really hit me. So they had me come up and do my very first training video it was a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, there was like a paragraph per slide that they wanted me to read. And I wasn't familiar with PowerPoint at the time, but they've got the microphone and the booth all set up. And they're like, here's how you hit record. Here's where you stop it. And so in my mind, I thought I had to nail each slide in one take, you know, uh -huh. I had to, and so if I messed up, I, they showed me how to start over but like i had to nail the entire section of the slide in one take which is a lot of pressure but yeah you know i i, I loved reading i was really good at reading going back to the the the, the books i listened to and you know on the on the record player right i uh, really made me a, a really good reader and so i went into the booth and i had a regular job there at the company too that i had to do and i had to like fulfill my quotas on but they'd be like, hey, we, can you come up and record this thing really quick? And they would give me like a two hour window to go and record. So I went up in the booth and I and I record and I, I, I feel like I'm messing up, but I feel like I'm you know doing all right. And I get done with the whole thing and I walk out of the recording booth and the guy who puts it all together was like, whoa, you're done already? And I'm like, yeah, I, I thought I was taking my time. Uh -huh. And he was like, you, you did that in half the time that anybody we've ever had do this. Wow, because you one taked it? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, He's I was like, used to it. <laughs> wait a minute. There's something to this, you know? Right. And, and then they started calling me up for all kinds of things after that. I was recording so many, I was recording all of their commercials, all their promos. They had like these big events that they would do videos for. And I was doing all the voiceover for all of that. And, and That's awesome. so I started look, looking into it and I'm like, how much would somebody get paid for doing this? You know? And, it was pretty significant yeah and they weren't paying me anything extra to do it it was just kind of like come up and record when you can and then go back to your job uh -huh. and so i asked him i'm like can i get a raise or a yeah. bonus or something for all this because this is a lot of work that you're giving me and if you were to pay a professional you'd be paying you know quite a bit yeah and uh and they were like well you know we don't have it in our budget but uh we'll give you some gift cards <laughs> And, uh, I was like, Hey, this, this doesn't cut it for me and yeah. my family. And you know what I mean? My talents are not being appreciated here. Yeah. Um, and so I got into doing more voiceover classes and figuring out how to get representation. And I started working more on getting an agent for all this stage and film work that I wanted to do. And, um, and I booked my first set of audiobooks. It was a romance novel trilogy, <laughs> which is really interesting. Yeah, but uh, um, if you if you if you're interested, uh, I've got ten audiobooks on Audible and uh, Amazon. You can go search for my name, Anthony Leroy Lovato, and it'll give you all the titles that I've done. Oh, cool! Um, but those audiobooks like just killed it. I was killing it with those romance novels. They were selling yeah. like hotcakes. And so I went into my off my boss's office, and I was like, "Okay, either you give me a raise." I'm giving you my two week notice because yeah. I can make way more money doing voiceover than I can do working at that desk. Right. And, um, and so they, they were like, well, you know, we're not going to be able to give you a raise. And I'm like, okay, well then I'm, I'm two weeks notice, Yeah. but I'll keep being the voice of your company, but you're going to pay me. Right. And, and they were like, okay. And so that worked out for a little bit. I came in and recorded for like two months and I, I'd invoice them like an independent contractor yeah. and they'd pay me, but, but you they switched reached the point where they're like, yeah, you kind of flipped the switch on them though, is what you did do, oh, yeah. you, you know, to get that started. And that right there is just want to address that to everybody listening again is that should motivate you guys out there that, you know, you're maybe not getting compensated at your, at your position. You maybe have a passion and your, your current job could be holding you back. We've talked about that in previous podcasts. It's, you know, Anthony took that bold move. He did some research. He found out what's going on. He walked up to that boss and he said, hey, this is what I'm doing. These are my talents. I am this. This is what I am. This is my value. 
Are you going to compensate me for that? And then if they say no, you got to, you know, you got to flex at that point. You got to show them that you are worth this and, you know, X amount. And if they're not willing to, you know, and then at that point you switch to, again, freelance independent contracting. So now you can work your own deals with them. And then from there, it's just about them holding up to what your expectations are. And from there, ladies and gentlemen, you got control now. You're, you're in right. the driver's seat. For sure. But, and don't get me wrong, that, that decision was scary as hell. I mean, right. I, I'd stay up late nights just thinking about it, trying to figure out how I could make it work and how, you know, is it feasible? And I was married at the time and I knew my wife was going to freak out if yep. I told her, Hey, I quit my job. You know, she was going to be like, well, what are we going to do? And yep. I consulted a lot of people. My dad was a, a, a an entrepreneur. And uh, one of the things he told me is if you go self-employed, you need three streams of income. I think that was a really valid bit of yeah. advice. He was like, you need to find a way to get money coming in from three different streams so that when one of them is running low, the others are going to carry you and sustain you. Exactly. And I thought that was like fantastic. So for me, I was selling stuff on eBay. Uh, I was I was buying and selling things. I'd go out and find them at yard sales and then I'd turn around and sell it for twice or three times what I'd buy it for. Right. And that's a lot of work too. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I started ride sharing. I started, you know, driving for Uber and for Lyft, which was great because it's really flexible and allows yep. me to change my schedule based off of when I book a job, you know, I don't have to ask my boss for time off to go and do a show or whatever. Exactly. Um, and so I had, and so I was, I had my three streams of income and uh, I was making it work. And then my wife panicked. Um, there's a whole story and we can use this as a transition into the podcast, but, um, she, she ended up cheating on me and, um, and I, I kicked her out and was like, Hey, this is over. And, and, you know, and it was because I was, I was affecting her, um, her core beliefs, right. Her core, her common core principles. I, I was affecting her by making this radical change. She thought that she had somebody who was stable and all of a sudden I no longer have a regular paycheck and she panicked and freaked out right. and, and she figured out her own route. And, and also at that time in my life, um, I was a nice guy. Um, and I don't know if you've understood that or you've had people talk to you about it. You know, I'm sure you've, people have heard this in youth growing up, you know, and in high school, especially I, I had a buddy that got all the girls and then they'd come and cry on my shoulder when he'd break up with them. And, uh, and, you know, they'd be like, oh, you're such a nice guy. And I'm like, you could go out with me. I wouldn't yeah. see the way that that guy did, you know. And, and like, yeah, you, you, you'd be great for whoever you end up with, you know. But it, but in, in, the, in my mind, I'm hearing, but it can't be me because I prefer guys who are jerks. Right. And, you know, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, God, I just I didn't get this. But I really I had the nice guy syndrome. Yep. And um, there's a great book that's out there by Dr. Robert Glover called No More Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, I, I found this book. I started uncovering so much about myself because of this book. I started going to a group that was a local group here. It was like a local No More Mr. Nice Guy chapter. And they had about 20 guys in it. And, um, and at first I was in this really big phase of denial. I felt like I was learning a lot, but I was like, ah, I'm not like the rest of these guys. I, you know, right. I've got some stuff figured out. And then after reading the book and doing the exercises more and more, it really hit me hard. I'm living by a paradigm that I created when I was a child for survival purposes. And it does not serve me as an adult. Right. And, uh, and so like to take that time and look into myself and go through introspection and, you know, I was single all of a sudden and I'm a single dad and, I've got a son that I'm trying to raise and I want to be a good example for him. And I'm, you know, trying to figure out what's wrong with me. And I, I mean, I, I reached this point where I was like, man, I am fucked up. Like I've got some problems that I need to deal with here right. and really figure out because being a nice guy, you might think on the surface, it's a good thing, but it's very manipulative and it's very, um, uh, what's the word? Um, it's under the table kind of thing. It's covert. Yeah. That's yeah. the word. Very, very covert in I the see. manipulation. And there's a little bit of narcissism that goes into that as well, where you think nothing's wrong with you. And to um, and to go through the program, it took me about two years to really kind of unravel everything and figure out what I was doing wrong and what I could have done better and how to take back my masculinity and how to take back my ownership of what it was that I wanted, my passion, my purpose, and own that. Right. Um, and, and then I broke away from the group 
And and after I broke away, I saw the same guys going over and over again to this group year after year after year. And I'm like, when did they stop going? When did they reach a point where they're done? They, they yeah. figured out, I got this now. I, I, I got this handled. And a lot of them didn't. And I would talk to other guys too and hear some of their stories about what they were doing wrong in their relationships or, you know, they complain about their significant yeah. other, but they didn't know it was them that was actually the problem. They were pointing fingers the other way. Right. And I, I started coaching a lot of these guys. And they got hooked on the trauma sharing of the group probably too. And instead of it being, it lost the, you know, it's value for someone like you. Um, I just noticed another move. That's a Z, what I call the zero point turn is, you know, when your knowledge has kind of surpassed where you're actually self-actualizing, you're looking at yourself, you got your knowledge, it's already, and you, you can almost see yourself where, you, where you're not right then. So you make that mm-hmm. move and you're, and you're like, I got to stop doing this and start doing this, you know, and you did right. it with acting. So it was just, it was like, bam, it was just waiting for your life to do it again with really turning on the juice, you know what I mean? And maybe for some of the other guys that you speak of that kept going, they just didn't ever make that zero point and maybe just got used to just let let me just share my troubles and that'll appease me temporarily versus the permanent change that happens when you make that zero point transition absolutely and and that's what it was and and i think it was it's kind of a muscle if you don't if you don't use that it atrophies and if you're able to adjust and make changes and you know recognize things like um one of the things i heard and read I, i started reading a ton of books at the time and one of the things that I come across was like, um, you know, life is full of experiments. If you treat your life like a series of experiments, then you have to realize that in any experiment, you've got to stop every once in a while and Mm -hmm. look at the research and data and see the results. This experiment working. Yeah, exactly. And if it's not working, you either need to change it or, or do something. Change a couple of the variables. It's like in any experiment, right? And then maybe you'll get that right. There's, Exactly. And in life, people let experiments run on for far too long. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yep. And so that's where I was like, I started catching Facebook. myself now. Like, okay, yeah. Right? yeah. What, <laughs> no. what, what experiments am I letting yeah. go on for too long? And I started asking those questions. And that's also what helped me develop and change uh, and create a new outlook on life. And then, um, and then I started coaching people. Like I said, I coached men. I help them, you know, how to get their, get the girl that they want. I was pretty good at hooking up with girls, but like, you know, teaching them. And I was a good matchmaker too. That was the other thing. I, I got really good at like deciding if it was going to be a match that would work or if it wouldn't work. And I would, I would bluntly tell them, look, your relationship isn't going to work because of this, this, and this. And they had a hard time listening to me, but, 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 but then they started listening to, and seeing the signs and they were like oh you're right you're right you know and and then i'd walk them through how to properly break up with them if it didn't work and then how to properly find the right person for them you right. know, now that they know what they want and and then that turned into me going i need to just do a podcast yeah uh and and that got me to the doing the orion way of life um, that's awesome and so it's been it's been a great pod so if you haven't heard it it's on spotify stitcher himalaya apple pods google play um, just go look for the Orion way of life and, and, and it'll help you uh, with all kinds of things, relationship, personal business. And it's all about just trying to change the conversation about masculinity in the world today and help men develop and grow into be something more than or live up to the potential of what they can be. Right. Exactly. And that's and that's exactly why, you know, again, you made all of the, the moves of the zero percent in the, the final step. And and I've and I found this in every interview and every person I've talked to, even outside of the podcast that is, you know, in this classification. And it's that you go through those changes, you go through those assessment periods, you make those, you know, variable adjustments and you do things and you you know, a lot of realizations occur and a lot of failures occur and your experience <laughs> and then from all that and you made this turn this turn these zero points what's left to help people you it's like it just dawns on you now i've got to get this out there and i mean i feel like that right there is what really kind of puts the icing on the cake for then your lifestyle to really lock a permanent lifestyle in what you're doing is to really spread that out there and that's why you know when i stumbled across so you guys heard him it's called the orion way of life 
podcast and it airs every Thursday. I was Google voicing my, so we, outside the 0%, I have the, you know, I'm host Brad from Orion and I host a podcast called The Podcast from Orion. Um, for the listeners out there that don't know, and that's just an all musical podcast because that's the the band that I'm in called From Orion. So when I Google voice my podcast, all of a sudden I hear Anthony's voice instead of mine and it starts off with this big intro introing Orion the hunter as a badass in the sky that knows his passions knows his purpose and he's the hunter and he's hunting out his goals and I said this is guys describing the zero percent under the name of my other podcast it's time to really connect with this guy and see what's going on and you know I'm really glad I did and and ladies and gentlemen please give that podcast a listen he does um, guest interviews as well and he talks all kinds of people from life coaches therapists doctors you know researchers all kinds of you know really cool interesting people and there's a lot of information on on that main um, theme of his is that you know gain back that masculinity don't villainize it like some of the nomenclature or some of the the doctrine and whatnot is out there going on you know this is something that like you said is an ancient ancient rites of passage used to exist um it's still programmed in our dna um and because of that you know i could i could easily relate this or relay this into why people you know fall into depressions and they have certain mental issues is because that dna is waiting to be triggered to seize that that thing that's inside that that primal desire that the the fire the inner fire you know what happens if that inner inner flame's only flickering it's going to cause a lot of frustration in your life you know ignite that fully kick that flame on and bam you're just going to go to that next level and then start helping people like anthony did with that great podcast right and if you don't listen to that you're dishonoring your your inner being you're you're actually causing yourself harm internally you know there's stress right. it's proven that stress creates illness exactly and if you're not following your passion and your purpose you're actually creating illness in your body right by not listening to it and one of the things that i i like to say and I, I get this with a lot of the guys that i coach you know they're so fascinated with women they get so interested in women and guys do stupid things mm-hmm. for girls right i mean right now the biggest problem that i see is guys sending unsolicited pictures of their junk to girls right oh, like God. why why do you do that yeah why do you think that's going to get you what you want yeah it's so stupid it's so ch- it's boy mentality it is, is. What it is. and nine out of the ten the females like, don't even pretty pretty much care for it when you ask them it deep right, down anyway right. <laughs> right and and there's so many i feel there's so many grown men that still have boy mentality because they haven't gone through this rite of passage and it just frustrates me to no end to see that because they're they're making a bad name for the rest of us right, right? yeah and, and so when one guy does one thing it puts all guys in this box all of a sudden that we're all like this and that's not true it's but but because we have some bad apples that ruin it for the rest of us now the rest of us have to work extra hard yeah to to step up and so for me it's like it's more about like calling guys out yes what do you do why are you doing that what are you doing that for come on now you're better than that yeah and that's the whole idea of what my podcast is about and I'm sure part of the problem, and I hope I bring some new listeners over because I feel like the people that I'm talking to on my podcast, most of my listeners already get a lot of this stuff. Yes. It's the ones that don't, that should listen to it, that probably won't. And, and it's, and that's kind of frustrating too, but, um, but you know, it, it, again, I think it is making an impact and I've had several people tell me that it's, it's making a big difference. And, you know, Orion for me is all about like, just um, this sense of, what is in your core? What is it that that is your like you were saying before that inner fire, right? And and honoring that and believing in that because um, the hardest lesson I had to learn was uh, I, I was such a woman chaser. I I was so fascinated with women all the time, and I always had a girlfriend on the side. I hardly ever had a time where I was all alone, and um, and and then I came across Dr. Glover's book. And he had his own podcast, too, from the No More Mr. Nice Guy. And he talked about the great cake of life. And I actually had him on as a guest on my podcast. So if you if you want to hear it, it's just such a great story. Dr. Glover's uh, episode about the great cake of life. But in a, to, to put it in a nutshell, um, the ingredients that make up this great cake of life consist of all of these things that make you 
who you are that make, you know, and, and, and to have that great kick, you have to honor those things. There are things like, you know, following your passion, have great guide friends, um, you know, get outside, do something outside and be physical. Um, and, and one of the ingredients that a lot of guys mistake to be part of that great kick of life is a woman. And the truth is a woman is never going to be an ingredient in your great cake of life. She can be the icing on your cake, right? but she is not the ingredient. Yes. And when, when you realize that a woman can leave you for whatever reason, she could die, she could cheat on you. She could decide that she's into the same sex. She could, you know, she, she could, she could get seriously sick. She could get so injured that she can't do anything. And she's home. She could have a serious depression whatever there's so many reasons why a woman can leave you right but the one thing that will never leave you even if you kick it to the curb is your passion and your purpose that fire right that is inside you and for me i kicked the acting thing to the side and became a stockbroker and i tried to ignore it and then i go and see a play and it just raises this fire within me yep. that's like okay I can't ignore this anymore. Exactly. I can't deny this. I have to honor this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And the universe a lot of times won't even let your other thing really work to full fruition because in a lot of it is your own self. I notice it myself. I, anytime I try to segue away from my music career to focus on other things, I find, you know, within the same year, um, just odd events rolling through whatever else I'm doing. That's kind of such a pitfall that I realize what am I kind of like you, what am I doing? Not pursuing my normal thing. And I'm back in the studio, back doing music. And then I find, Everything else in my life starts to work out. And, right. you know, this is something I attached quite a few years ago um, when I really committed, you know, uh, to music, you know, probably almost a decade ago. And it was just like, because when I got bit by that bug on my first, I had a first show experience. And when the crowd's cheering and uh, it was just everybody's going nuts, it was like, this is what I always want to do forever. I want to do it in front of millions if I can on stadiums. Like, you know, you, the mind just keeps going. And with, with all that passion, right. I had the art, I, I write the music, I have a lot to say. And a lot of the message that's even in this podcast comes out in my lyrics and the music um, to really just, you know, go after your goals try to make you know yourself better and like it's, it's all comes together and it's like anytime you deny that it's like things outside of you start to crack and you know, like what's happening because there's a real core inside that's really just trying to bust out and once yeah. and again if you're walking around with that inner fire ablazing um it's kind of like we said about the cake you know the ingredients of your cake are all your passions and that cake it could be a delicious, amazing cake, like a like a kind of cake somebody paid you know tens of thousands of dollars for for their wedding, right? And then that right. woman can come by and ice that cake. Well, is that woman going to want to come by and ice that cake from the gas station, or she want to going to want ice that cake? That's that ten thousand dollar bridal cake. We all know the women love the bridal stuff, so they're going to want to ice that better cake. So, guys, the better you are, the more your fires blazing, the confidence will soar. And that's what truly right. attracts the woman. Not some picture Absolutely. of your junk you send on the internet. Not some manipulative techniques you come up with and talking, copy and paste and stuff. Who knows what these what these you know Not fools pick up lines. Right, are doing out there. Right. The real thing is follow your goals, live your passion, be a real man. I mean, I'll tell you what, women love real men. And that's a lot oh, of times yeah. why that kind of you know, the, the badass that sometimes doesn't end up being a great guy in the end. He puts that image like he's the real man right off the bat. The girl's immediately attracted to that guy. Now he might be a boy on the inside, but he's well, really good at hiding it. And that's the only difference. And I think that, that fools a lot of women, in my opinion, I, I can't speak for the opposite yeah. sex here, but I feel like it does it kind of, like we said, it lumps men into certain categories and then, you know, it, it really confuses in that case, the other men. Because they're trying to read off these guys. What do they do? What do they do? And they're not realizing that it's that CEO mentality. Own yourself. Be responsible for all of your actions. And then, you know, take care of others, your own business. And you're running life like that. Women are going to be coming in droves, guys. Just right. let you know. Absolutely. And, and that's what I coach. That's the main thing that I try to coach is, you know, one of my programs is called Be the Catch. And, you know, that's the thing is like, I've, I've, I've worked with guys that they haven't got past their second date in their lives ever. Wow. They're like in their thirties and they still have never had a second date. 
Uh, I've, I've had guys that have never had a girlfriend, you know, reach out to me. Like, I don't even know how to get a girlfriend. I'm like, cause you need to be the catch. Yeah. You, you don't think you're a catch right now. And that's your problem is you yeah. think that you're, you know, you're a wuss or that you're, you know, that you, you have nothing to offer. And the truth is you have a lot to offer. You just need to recognize what that is. Right. And start doing things to develop yourself to be that catch. Exactly. And that's amazing. That's what you do because, you know, I, I got to blame that on poor referencing. What does that guy have to reference to get that girlfriend? He's looking on the internet, some kind of pickup artist gurus that, you know, again, making up stuff when in reality there is literal simplified methods of just becoming better. And that's going to attract. It's literally the law of attraction is what's going to bring it. And um, I guess if, you know, somebody out there's never really referenced that and they, all they have is our, you know, screwed up media and a bunch of randomness on the online world. Mm-hmm. How are they going to know? Unless they were to take a course like yours or listen to podcasts like these or your podcast or something that's going to, you know, open, open their mind to it. Cause heck it's right. obviously been close to that if they're not able to, you know, and again, I got to, I, it's, it's a societal function that unfortunately is not letting the individual seize their true self. And that's, you know, right. That's where the 0% comes in. Cause you know, you can measure, that's like why we call it that. It's, you know, you can measure, you know, so many people in this percentage, in this category, in this percentage. Well, when you become in completely unique and you make that turn and you stack all of your strengths together, that puts you in, there's no other people to compare it to. Therefore you're in the 0% and that right there. I mean, like I said, you're coaching guys to try to take that step. And that's why we brought you here to, you know, talk more about it. And I love it, Anthony. So keep it up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So you were going to ask me, but I want to ask you, okay. uh, what got you into thinking about Orion? Like why, why, why is Orion, uh, somebody that it means something to you enough to, to have this as a moniker? So actually, it it is a lot of things, honestly, um, and that is an amazing question. And so it, it can go back to when I was in the young, my young grades. Um, I would be doodling on the sides of the papers, you know, ADD mind. I got. I'm always doodling, just stuff. Not like I'm an artist making great pictures, just like small things. And you know what I drew a lot of? I drew a ton of triangles, and a lot of times I connected them and made pyramids out of them. So I, for some reason, I was always obsessed with pyramids. So therefore, you know, as I, you know, got out of school and out of um, traditional learning, I decided to pick up independent learning and do my own research and started reading lots of books that actually I feel like gave me my real base of um, education at this point. And Orion came up a lot when I would research pyramids because I was big into the Great Pyramid. What's pyramids? You know, what? And, and you know, of course, the three belt stars of uh, Orion align with those three pyramids on the Giza plateau and he started getting in the cosmology behind it and the you know and there's just so many things and it's always kind of been a an attraction you know drawing me into that information um and essentially you know i never really you know claimed any constellation as a favorite or anything like that definitely always noticed it in the sky now a side note as a child i when i played sports i was always number 42 you know, everybody gets like a number and they're like, oh, can I get my favorite number? Can I be number seven? Mine was 42. So that was one. So I was running that through um, my whole life, basically. Even later on in life when I wasn't playing sports, I'd, you know, if we were doing anything, I was like, I'm still number 42 We're in a dart tournament. Who cares? You know, let's just call it that, right? So I'm big <laughs> on that number uh, to the point where I find it to be the law of attraction to take place. And I catch 42s all the time. I mean, they're all over the place. I, I drive under them when I'm going to significant spots. Um, when I recorded my first album in Nashville, this is an interesting story about that. I sat down at a bar that had a bunch of NASCAR logos just covering the bar, like a million different numbers and different things. And I had a coaster and a menu sitting right in front of me. My bandmates were sitting beside me and we were discussing the law of attraction. I, I swear, because we were like, we're here, we're in the studio. Can you guys, because I, 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 being a firm believer, wanted to make sure my bandmates were just as firm of a believer. I'm like, look at how how this is all working out guys we're in our spot we're in our thing i flipped the menu over and there was a number 42 sitting right in front of me and that's when i point out and i go and see guys can you see the proof right now so uh the significance of that why why it ties into orion so i then i had a um my grandfather had passed away um in uh late 2015 and i woke like a morning you know a couple mornings afterwards and i was just saying 
I woke up and I was kind of mumbling and I was saying, from Orion, from Orion, from Orion. I said, am I saying from Orion, like the constellation? I'm like, why am I saying from Orion? Like why? And I kept like, and I, when you ask yourself, why do you have that feeling? Why am I saying this? Why am I saying this? I go, should I name my band this? Because at that point in time, uh, my production company is called Steal the Radio, LLC. And that was also the name of our band. We did a lot of cover songs, um, oh, tons of them, all radio. So that was kind of our you know, live gigs. But here we are making all original music. And I kind of wanted to pivot people so that they knew it was all original because people were very used to us playing covers. So it's like, how do I really make that? Go? And now all of a sudden, this, I wake up that morning, I'm saying from Orion over and over again. And I'm like, maybe that should be the band name. I started writing some stuff down. And by January, going into 2016, I, I, I said, that's what I'm going to change the name of the band to. And at that point, I'm like, I should research a little further in Orion and just take a look at some other things that maybe coincide with the band, you know, beyond the three-star pyramid thing. Because we already, by the way, had um, using our artwork uh, r- r- things relative to the pyramids, um, even the Mayan calendar. We have all, you know, all kinds of esoteric uh, references in our music so i was like already there i'm like what else can i learn about it i pulled up uh one of the uh messier books that talks about the all the the stars in the sky and it said Aaron orion there is a star nursery that may be um one of the closest star nurse star nurseries um that that could essentially have given us a lot of our elements okay right and i'm like right. that's interesting so we might have come from orion let me look further into that <laughs> the star nursery right. is is um named m42 <laughs> so at that point it's just like okay this is it this is all everything right. so you know i guess kind of you know all put together you know and that's kind of where it went and then from there yeah we've just been rocking out with that theme you know as our band you know ever since we've done um multiple eps under that you guys can check that out on spotify i don't know if i mentioned uh my music very often in the zero percent podcast but it's spotify from orion or you can go to music from orion.com and you can check out um, all of our links and all of our cool stuff there too so yeah it's kind of you know what what got me interested in you know utilizing that constellation it's just kind of like an origin uh, energy uh and a lot of coincidence i guess yeah, yeah. which i don't believe in necessarily i believe in as more of a, a guiding you know force. same as why I, when i come across your podcast it's like immediately i'm going to reach out and you know i can see why after you know having this conversation with you and what you stand for it's literally like complete parallel to you know what i stand for and not only that my music stands for and a company that i work for called first forms a supplement company and you guys know i've uh, interviewed guys um from headquarters on here and that is another thing that they stand for if you listen to their ceo's podcast called the uh real af with andy frisella he is non-stop trying to speak to those guys that are just taking snaps of their junk and running around being just weak in their lives and trying to flex online and or not taking responsibility and being you know having all these weaknesses and just trying to cover them up and sugarcoat it and trying to live this media you know like i i don't know what this media friendly lifestyle or worried about cancel culture this guy comes on here and he stomps on that and he makes sure that people are hey guys we're men here and we got to be men and we got to keep this country going and you know so it's like everything he stands for it i stand for and i can tell you stand for so it's just like i said it all works together law of attraction at play here ladies and gentlemen you're literally witnessing it coming coming true here so keep on your passions and you know and everything you stand for and you know don't backseat it 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 could very well be like holding that little fire you know at bay you want to let that blaze blaze that fire so absolutely yeah yeah i i have a similar story but uh i don't want to take up too much time i did a whole podcast where i talked about that on on my pod a whole episode on that so Check that out if you want to know more about why I chose Orion. But mostly it's just because he's a badass. And um, right. And for me, when I was a kid, he was the first constellation I actually could see and recognize in the sky. And I felt safe whenever I saw Orion in the sky. I could be walking at night from like, you know, in, in a strange neighborhood. And if I could see him as a constellation, I'd be like, okay, I'm good. And, and I know that's hokey and silly. And oh, stupid, no, I, but I agree. <laughs> in my head, in my head, I felt good. And I, I you know, and, and now uh, he doesn't show up in the summertime, which really right. sucks. Yes. But, but that also, he's actually there during the daytime. Yep. The constellation is above us during the daytime when you can't see him, but he's there. So, um, so yeah, I, I just have always been fascinated with Orion uh, since I was a kid. 
and um, and I wanted to name my son that, but I got nixed on that by, <laughs> by the woman. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, so I That's so I awesome. named my podcast and my company that, and now we're moving on. <laughs> That's amazing, and yeah, you know, I I I have the same kind of thing. It's like when Orion rises in the you know fall. It's like, that's typically when, uh, you know, I'll go into production. I like to utilize Orion in the sky. It does, it, it is kind of a, a comfort, you know, I guess, you know, when you're having some relation. So I, I, I kind of get that, you know, same yeah. thing. So yeah. that, that's very interesting that you also have that with the Orion. <laughs> There's a connection there, ladies and gentlemen. There's There's a connection here. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So... Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I think it's amazing what you're doing too. Like again, and it, and it really coincides with everything. It's the, it's the passion and the purpose. And you, you put it together in your acting, you put it together in your, um, in your podcasts and you're also putting it together in coaching. So you said you do, you do do these coaching things and, right. um, uh, explain, you can explain that to the 0% audience. Let them know what, what exactly you do or, or and let them know how to get a hold of you. So I do two different programs right now, two programs. The first one I've already mentioned, Be the Catch, where I work one-on-one -on -one with guys. I usually do that a lot over Zoom or through Marco Polo. I can do phone calls as well, whatever is easier for the client. And, uh, and I usually do a month-by-month -month package until I feel like you can go on your own. I don't want to keep you as a lifelong client like that. Cause I, and I see guys who do that, and I'm like, yeah. you just, you're just doing this for money. That's you're how they make their living. Right. I want to help you get better and become a better man and let you go and fly and do your thing. That's awesome. Um, and, and so that's my, my main program. But the second program that I've been doing is uh, I've incorporated a lot of my voiceover and acting skills. Um, and I actually came across it by accident. Um, but as an actor, you have to have a little bit of charisma. You have to have a little bit of charm and charisma. And as a voiceover actor, you have to learn how to use your voice and right. I mean, when you started doing your recordings and you hear your own voice, it never sounds like you think it sounds right. right your, exactly. your own voice recorded does not sound like what you think it sounds like, but it sounds like what everybody else actually hears. So exactly. even though you're annoyed by that, guess what? Everybody else hears that voice that you're annoyed by yep. coming out of your mouth. And, um, and so I coach a program called uh, using your true voice. And it's all about helping men discover and, and women uh, discover what their voice is. But more importantly than that, um, it's an entrepreneur program that I've developed that I've helped CEOs of brand new fledging companies. I've helped a bunch of entrepreneurs who are in the process of perfecting their pitch. They need to go out and find venture capitalists that'll put money into their program and what it is that they're trying to get off the ground. And, you know, they are very tech savvy. They really know what it is that they're doing with their program and their product, but they don't know how to talk about it. They don't know how right. to express it to somebody who can give them a boatload of money to get their project off the ground. And that's where I come in. And uh, I coach using your true voice is a, is a charisma coaching program where I teach you how to, how to develop charisma. It can be developed. It's not something you're born with. Right. Um, it's all, it's all about communication. I do some acting techniques with them where I help them learn how to focus on the other person instead of just them. Um, and then I actually will sit down and help them write their pitch and work on their pitch to make sure that, that when oh, they wow. deliver it, they're delivering it with confidence, with, uh, hitting the main points that are going to interest the person who's giving them the money uh, and make them want to give them the money. And that's been a, a really big program. I've helped a couple of companies so far. Uh, the biggest one is a tech company coming out called Soon, S-O-O-N. They're okay. a fintech company where you can invest your money in it, uh, and then it'll put your money in things like Bitcoin and uh, stocks and bonds and gold and all that stuff. And then you can actually, um, it, it'll it'll figure out what you have spent the most money on or what has gained the most and help you realize and actualize the, the highest gains. So like in his example, one of the things is pitches. Um, if you use the soon app in this algorithm as your regular checking account, he actually saved $5,000 in a year. Wow. Um, so it's, awesome. it's and just spending like he already spends now. So, yeah. Um, but he didn't know how to express that. He didn't know how to tell people that. And, and I helped him develop that and work through that. So, um, and that's, I'm just really proud of those guys and they're really kicking butt. So if you're an entrepreneur, 
uh, and you're looking for that kind of coaching, or if you're a guy who just doesn't know how to talk to women and you, you're trying to figure out how to be the catch, you can reach me on my email at orionwaymailbag at gmail.com or theorionway.com, if that's easier to remember, uh, or theorionway at gmail.com. Uh, and I have a website that's going up. That's the orionway.com. I had it up for a while. It's under construction right now, but if you want to look for that as well, that's where all the episodes of my podcast will be. That's where my coaching programs will be. And you can contact me that way or, um, you know, reach out to me that way, but the email is probably the best way, the orionway at gmail.com. And I'll get back with you and we'll set up a program to work for your advantage. All right. Well, that's great, Anthony. And you heard that, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you get a hold of him. That's how you can access um, either or both of these amazing courses. And they're more designed as coaching. So he is going to be there with you. It's not just something you're going to listen to videos. He's talking to you. He's doing all those things that he explained to help. And, um, you know, as a singer, I can tell you the power of the voice, it's very powerful if you know how to use it and he definitely does as a voiceover actor he can help you with that and it definitely will go a long way for those who need that so definitely seek him out and most importantly ladies and gentlemen also check out that orion way of life podcast because he's really putting that message out there he's talking to some cool people and again, it vibes right here with what we're doing in the zero percent. So, Anthony, once again, thank you for coming on to our show. An absolute member of the zero percent. Yeah, thanks, Brad. And thanks for doing what you do on the zero percent. I think it's fabulous. And it's yeah, you hit a lot of good points there. Yeah, if you haven't reached that moment in your life, you need to get to that zero percent point and know that this is where you make a pivot and make a real change. And I'm glad that you're doing this. And it's it's all part of what we're trying to do with the rest of this world and make it a better place. That's right. And, you know, that's the great sentiments to go out on. If you're just getting started doing what you need to do, make your pivot now. Hit that zero point. Anthony said, make your change, make yourself better. And we're all trying to work to make everything and everyone better. So thanks yeah. again, Anthony. It was great having you on the show. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, the zero percent, you can tune in every Tuesday. Check out the Orion Way of Life every Thursday from Anthony. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time. And this episode is brought to you by First Form. First Form supplements are some of the best supplements in the entire world. And I'm not just saying that, ladies and gentlemen. I love to use these products. Whether it be high-quality protein, micronutrient vitamin packs, or even pre-workouts and amino acids, First Form shines as one of the best in overall quality, performance, absorption, and even taste. First Form products are manufactured in the United States in their own headquarters. And you can have First Form products shipped to you for free if you use www.firstform.com slash Brad from Orion. That's firstform.com slash Brad from Orion, and you'll get lifetime free shipping while using that link for all of the great First Form products. And we are brought to you today by Champions and Legends CBD products. Champions and Legends products are some of the higher potency CBD products in the game. A lot of times with CBD products, you'll run into mixtures of different tinctures but at the end of the day is it really as potent as it says so on the bottle well with champions and legends you can guarantee the potency the strength is there and the milligrams are set for whatever your dose may be for pre-workout dosing and even recovery they have both blends to really step up your game cut down on inflammation and even improve performance 
during workouts. I myself like to take upwards of 50 milligrams of CBD a day for high-intensity training. I recommend it to anyone who has a lot of inflammation from a lot of hard training sessions out there. Champions and legends. Check them out. Use code WIN15. That's WIN15 and get 15% off for our Zero Podcast listeners. That's promo code WIN15 at championsandlegends.com. Folks, summertime's here and it's getting bright and sunny out there. Heading to the beach, hitting vacation, you're going to need a couple new pairs of shades. Ladies and gentlemen, hit up Blender's Eyewear. Blender's Eyewear has some of the coolest, flashiest, brightest, and most fun shades on the market. They are perfect for beach and activities outside for that fun in the sun. It's Blender's Eyewear. You can check them out. All the new limited edition styles at blenderseyewear.com. And when you get there, put in promo code from Orion and get yourself 15% off on your entire order. That's promo code from Orion at blenderseyewear.com. Cut down that glare. Blender's Eyewear.